What is going on, my friends? This is Demi, your host of That Arsenal Women Podcast. I'm back in L.A. I'm going to tell you all about my trip to Wembley. A very short trip, but a powerful trip. You wanted an Arsenal Women Podcast. Well, guess what? You got an Arsenal Women Podcast. Let's go. Yes, yes, yes. I am back. Two weeks in a row again. I'm so sorry for that little hiccup or that little spell out on the sidelines, so to speak, to be very unpunny. But I'm back. It's been a crazy time and nothing encapsulates craziness more than what just happened to me <laughs> uh, the, the past couple of days. So if you heard last week, you know, I talked to you about the pre Wembley, you know, the FA Cup final, me getting to London and so on and so forth. And I have not talked to you about what happened in the game and my thoughts about it, but I'm going to give you all that rundown today. But before I get started, as always, I want to thank all of you for joining, for texting me your thoughts on the podcast. I want to thank all of you for subscribing, for sharing, and any and all that uh, interact with me one way or another. I also want to give a massive shout out to Arsenal in general, Arsenal women, uh, the media team, and the people that I was able to meet while on this trip. I am just beyond touched and honored, and I feel humbled by this whole experience. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you needed to hear this, and I try to mention this basically in every thing I do, But one of the reasons why I did this podcast, if not the main reason, was to prove to the to you, if you're one of those people that want to start a podcast or want to start a video cast or want to start a Twitch stream or whatever, that it can be done. I'm a firm believer that uh, the the that women's football in general need the most amount of support possible. And if it's done by people like you and me that care about in particularly in particular this squad or other squads, I encourage you to do it. Try to be as proactive in your love and your passion as possible because it pays dividends more than I could even describe. So again, thank you. And I believe in you. I believe in your ability to get it done. And I believe in your ability to matter. And I see you and I can't wait to know what you are up to. Yes, you, whoever you are. Wembley was an absolute insane experience. It was just more than I could have ever imagined, and I just want to share with you. And in the the previous episode, uh, excuse me, I guess I'm, my voice is still not uh, fully developed. But in the previous episode, or on the previous episode, I spoke to you a little bit about what it was like for me to have come all the way from Los Angeles, and I had all these plans to go see a few matches starting, of course, with the FA Cup final. And I was just so uh, into the match and I could barely sleep for a couple of days and I was debating on the uh, the lineup. And by the way, it was the exact lineup that uh, it's not that I came up with, but it was, I guess, what our best 11 would be for most of the, of the matches. So it was uh, a very intense night after I recorded the podcast. I tried to go to bed. I think it was like at five in the morning, six in the morning or so. And I had to wake up only hours 
after that because I had to uh, get a COVID test for the match. And there, if you've been to the UK recently or left recently in the past, I want to say week or so, you know what an absolute madness it is uh, right now. It's just a madhouse with COVID restrictions, with this, that, and the other, and, te and, and testing, and having to get this test, and then another test, and then another test, and then, you know, which was kind of absurd because they didn't check anything at Wembley. So I spent all this time and all this money basically for nothing. But again, I that's neither here nor there. There's not a conversation about that. So I woke up. I... Uh, took a shower, trying to meditate and try to visualize this match. And I went over to get tested, like I said, and I came back to my hotel room. I hadn't eaten anything and I didn't have a lot of time. So I just got dressed. I got super bundled up and I went to meet uh, one of my good friends that lives out there. Shout out to my dear friend, Rafael and his girlfriend. We had um, we just talked for a bit and I got a chance to hang out uh, all around Wembley. Wembley uh, Box Park and just around there was just absolutely incredible. Got a chance to some of you know her, Samantha Jade Miller, uh, an awesome advocate for not only women's football, but football in general. She is a wonderful, uh, n you know, media personality, aside from being an incredible uh, footballer and um, just just an overall amazing person. Um, she's one of the most, I think, important people in the uh, in the media world as far as pushing the game forward. And she knows more than I could ever imagine or dream of knowing of the women's game. So I got a chance to meet up with her, and I was uh, I did a little cameo on her her reporting from Wembley. Then after that, I just basically said goodbye to my friends. They were sat at the uh, Chelsea stands, and I just walked on over to on my own. I had a I made this trip um basically a solo trip and I uh was embracing that experience alone so but I was starving I hadn't had anything to eat I was like passing out so I knew I had very little time finally found my sort of gate area and I went to get some food and I just had some falafel with french fries surrounded by Arsenal fans it was the the, the most amount of Arsenal fans I had ever been surrounded in my life ever and it was absolutely magical and people with Jordan Knopf's jerseys and even Jill Roard and DVD and current players of course a lot of Kim Littles a lot of uh, Leah Valtis actually a lot of Viviana Miedema and it was just incredible to see and then eventually I walked up those stairs and just looking at Wembley the home of football and looking to my right and seeing the Arsenal uh, women warm up or the sort of latter stages of the warm up was just shocking. I can't even begin to tell you what it felt like to see Katie McCabe and, and, and Leah Valti and Jen Beatty and Beth Mead just warming up and doing going over their drills. Just something that I just dreamt of for so long, so many years or so intensely the last few years, I would say. And then I finally sat down on my seat. It was freezing cold. I had gloves, heat warmers. I just had, I was as bundled up as I, as I could be, wearing my mask. And the game started. I was sat right behind the goal, up a few rows. And we know what happened 
during that match. There's no 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 need to criticize or talk negatively about that because this is what I want you to understand. I know it wasn't the result that nobody, n none of us wanted. I get that. I can assure you that the, the, the people that desire that result the least are the players that we love and that we need to support and continue to support. So it was, it was just an unbelievable experience in general. I want to tell you exactly why. Not only was it great because I didn't have to wake up at four in the morning like I always do here in L.A., but honestly, I know this is going to sound absurd, but it's because of the result. Of course, I would have wanted a victory and a FA Cup winning tattoo to commemorate a, such a wonderful experience. But this is what supporting a team is all about. It's showing up for them. It's rooting for them and screaming and clapping and supporting them actively in the toughest moments. That is what it's all about. And I'm very proud of the fans that were there that were just very loud and very vocal and very optimistic. And of course they were frustrated, but it was just beautiful to see no insults, no criticism, nothing like that other than the normal, you know, shoot or, you know, pass, stop playing from the back, or things like that that are totally understandable. But to be part of a, a, a moment, because it, it's easy to get behind a team when they win uh, an FA Cup. That's very easy. And, of course, you want to celebrate. But there was something to me special about the result. Obviously, I would love for them to have won it for themselves for their feelings in in their their careers, of course, and their you know their accolades in in what they've won. But I also felt there was something magical about you know seeing how emotional they got after they they lost. And I don't mean this in a like me rejoicing in the pain of others type of way, but there was something about seeing Katie and Beth. And Viv and everybody just come over to the stands and clap, you know, to, to the Arsenal crowd. It was just something very special and, and it meant a lot to me. And I had to hold back tears so many times. And like I had told you in the previous episode, if you are one of those people that have not been able to go to an Arsenal match and have dreamt of doing so, and I told you that you were going to be there with me, that was the case. I was overwhelmed with this almost like a sense of responsibility to value the moment and value the the energy and just say to myself, okay, what what would these fans do if they were here in my point? Am I going to complain because they lost? Am I going to complain because X, Y, or Z? No, they would have loved the opportunity to be there. And I'm so very lucky to have experienced that. And I value it and I will take that with me forever. It was truly magical, and I will never, ever forget it. Now, as far as the game itself, the the, the result, I you know me. I don't uh, ever really do any sort of match analysis, and I don't go over things of, of that nature. Uh, what I will say is that I am, I believe, unlike with Arteta, I believe in the process that uh, Jonas is creating. I believe in, in this transition. I believe in this sort of new era 
of Arsenal. I strongly believe in it. So because I believe in it, I don't feel like it's my position to criticize. And, and I know that's ambiguous. I know you might be thinking like, why not? Why not criticize? Or why why do you feel like criticizing the men's squad or not the women's squad? I said, do you... And, and I had a really interesting conversation the other day uh, with a couple of people on, on Twitter with um, Brian Kelly is his name and Kelly is her name. And we were talking about sort of like my optimism about the Barcelona game that just happened today, but that's a whole different podcast. And I think they have a very, very good point. And, and I, I sort of try to take a look at myself and try to audit myself and be aware of, you know, am I being just absurdly positive or optimistic? But the reality is that I thought that Arsenal women could win. I was very shocked when they lost 3-0. And I think what was frustrating for me as, a, as an observer was something that I dislike in general of football, which is playing from the back, right? Especially when you don't have Leah Williamson, your best ball handling defender, I feel. So beyond the ball handling skills in the playing from the back, I think what Leah uh, brings to the team is a lot of forward passes, a lot of long range balls that Wuben Moy wasn't really doing Jen Beattie wasn't really doing. And, um, you know, you could see the frustration with uh, some players with, with like Viv and Katie with the ball not being moved quicker. So that was, um, I think that was contagious. I think the whole crowd felt that way. And that's just like, that's basically the only thing that I'll say that I I, I feel your frustration. I, I read a lot of, of people's comments on, on online and on Twitter. And I get it. I, I understand how disappointing people are. I... I, I guarantee you that you know this. The players are even more disappointed. And what that sort of like, you know, criticism in, in complaining is contagious. In any area that you've been in your life, I guarantee you that you know you're sitting down with some people or like in an elevator or somebody in something or something and somebody says like, well, you know, what shitty weather? And they're like, yeah, I know. Oh my God, it's like so bad. And then somebody says, oh my God, I know it's so cold or it's so rainy. And the next thing you know, you have three people creating this ball of energy that's negative and toxic. We're like, okay, so who cares if it's raining, right? Like really, you, like all you have to, all the, the, the things that you have in common right now is like you having an aversion or hatred towards something. So online, that's what it becomes. And it happens with everything, every sport, every political situation, blah, 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 blah. So I totally understand it. But what, what I want people, what I would like, it's not that I want people to do this, but I would like to remind people that a lot of the players that you love and adore follow a lot of us fans and you fans. And they read your comments and I'm not saying that I know firsthand that any of the players read that and feel insulted or like, but think about it. Think of what it would be like for you to open up Twitter and all you see are people that are quote unquote supposed to support you saying, oh, you play like shit or you did this or they did that or so-and-so, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's, we're trying to be different than the men's game, right? We're trying to, you know, let's, we can adopt and adapt certain things from the men's game that are positive. 
it doesn't have to be the toxic traits that that world uh, has. So that's just something that I kind of wanted to throw out there because I, I don't think that it, it helped at all with a Barca match. It's like, well, we lost three to Neil to Chelsea, you know, we're going to get battered by Barcelona even worse and blah, blah, blah. So it doesn't matter that it did happen. I just think that we could have done as a fan base a much, much better job. And that's what they deserve. That's just my honest opinion. I might be biased. I might be naive. You can call it whatever you want. But I think that we could do much better by them. And I hope that we we learn from this and that we apply it in the future. Because we, because we didn't, precisely because we didn't do the opposite, we will never know if it would have worked. But now that we did it or we didn't do it and they lost 4-0 against the greatest team in the world, you know, it just kind of... Of course, obviously it is what it is. I'm not trying to be, you know, Socrates or anything like that. But it's just, just food for thought, I guess. But to finish, what I will say is the following, and I'm not allowed yet to mention why I had to leave early, uh, my London trip. But I'll, I'll, hopefully, I'll be able to reveal the good news or some good news at some point in the next couple of days or weeks or so. Uh, but what I will say is this, if you're in a position to save some money and make a travel, make a trip, I should say, or travel or make a trip to watch your favorite team play a sport, I am here to tell you in case you needed somebody else to tell you to do it. It's worth every single penny. It's worth every minute of planning and in, in every minute of worry and stress and anxiety about this whole thing, it's worth it. I take this trip to heart. It was a beautiful experience, not only going and the emotions and the thoughts and the feelings of going there and then finally getting to London, one of my favorite cities in the world, and driving around in the Uber and looking at all these things in the rain and the cold and then walking around, you know, freaking you know, Wembley Park Station and taking the tube and just amazing. Even if the game didn't have the result that I wanted, but I was there and I can now say that I finally watched Arsenal women play my favorite squad in an FA Cup final. That's historic. That's amazing. And credit to Chelsea. They played incredibly well. And I will be able to say that I saw Frank Kirby and I saw Sam Kerr and I saw Bernie Harder and I saw these players, that you know, loopholes and... It was just amazing. So respect to them. And thank you for listening so very, very much. We'll chat again soon.